Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome back to the Lovely Travels podcast, everyone. How are you this week, Emma? I am well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know me. Um, Emma, I heard a rumour that we have another travel professional on this week. Can you confirm or deny? I can confirm. Very happy to have our first official travel business industry person uh, on the podcast, which is really cool, Rochelle Matheson from Jigsaw Travel and Mogul Ski World. Is she a travel agent? She is a travel advisor, so she does a lot more than travel being a travel agent, and she's going to tell us all about that. And, you know, in a year when the travel industry was decimated, um, Mm. Rochelle and her business and her attitude toward business and her attitude toward the future of travel. It's been so inspiring and it was so Mm. wonderful to talk to her because she's so optimistic about the future and um, the way we travel and has some wonderful advice for people um, moving forward. So, yeah, it was a really good chat. It sounds like it. I'm looking forward to this one. I look forward to all our ones, but this one I'm really looking forward to. Good. Well, um, make sure to jump on, everybody. Check them out on Instagram, Jigsaw Travel. Our website is jigsawtravel.com.au. And then if you're into the skiing, which uh, you should be because it's awesome, there's mogulski.com.au and on Instagram, mogulskiworld. And that's like mogul as in the moguls that you ski over, so M-O-G-U-L. What's a mogul? Moguls like a bump. <laughs> uh, as a snowboarder, we don't like moguls. Uh, skiers oh. like moguls. And they're, it's in the Olympics, um, in the Winter Olympics. It's an event. It's those, the one where they look like they're like jackhammering down. They go, dook, dook, oh. dook, dook, and then they go off a big jump. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> as a snowboarder, it's like the worst nightmare. Or, and skiers hate us because we just like ride over them and just smush them. And they're like, damn you, snowboarders. And we're like, damn you, skiers creating them. And it's like this, yeah. Well, I've, I've entered into some parallel universe, <laughs> which I have no idea about. We didn't discuss right. moguls on the episodes. I'm glad we've clarified that now. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I'm here for, for all your all the questions you thought were too stupid to ask. <laughs> there you go. Where and I've given you a fact. There you go, Darius. You can pull oh, one out win, later. Win, a classic win-win-win situation. <laughs> shall we shall we listen in? We better. Welcome to the podcast, Rochelle. Thank you for joining us. 
Thank you for having me, and it's great to be. I'm actually really excited um, to be here because I, I've met you in Business Chicks, and seriously, you have pushed me so far and motivated me, which has been fabulous. You've really taken me out of my um, comfort zone, which I love. Oh, I love that. And, you know, well, that, that happens with travel anyway as well. So, and we have, you know, kindred spirits in that we both love travel, so we bonded straight, straight away. away. I heard you working exactly. out so I mean I was going to say tell us how we know each other but just in your words tell us a little bit about you well I'm a Melbourne girl um so we've been in lockdowns it's been a bit challenging but I've been in travel for 30 years and I must say I I seriously love it um I love designing tailor-made holidays for my clients and in saying that when I first got into um this industry I really was so passionate about what I did that I worked out fairly quickly. I didn't want to do fast food travel. Mm. Um, That being cheap, easy and mass produced, I really wanted to give my clients something unique um, and that can't be Googled. So, you know, when I first got in, Google wasn't there, but obviously um, now people go straight to Google. So I just want to give them experiences that they're going to come back to me and say, my God, that was life-changing and our family will remember that's for life, you know, and that's what I love to hear. So that's really me. I love that. And I think um, sometimes when people are starting out with travel or haven't travelled as much, you do really just like it's just cost versus well, it's just price you're looking at. But then when you go on one of those types of trips, you know, and you experience it, it's like, okay. And even myself, I mean, I've been traveling since I was 18. I think, you know, my budget definitely has got bigger. But I've in the past few years we've talked about, I've started to do these tailor-made trips and these, you know, I go through an agent, they book us an itinerary. And yes, it costs more than if I would do it myself. But they show take me to places that I would never know about. And they give me an experience that I would never have had and I don't have to worry. I don't have to do anything. Like exactly. I just go and somebody takes me from A to B and it's just, it's an actual holiday um, for once. (laughs) So I've seen the value and, yes, you know, I have to push that aside sometimes and think about your future. I tell people, think about your future self. What would future Emma want? Uh, not to think about. Yeah, yeah. And it look, it is, it can be an expense, but, you know, not every experience is is luxury dollars. You know, there are so many other things that you can do. It can be bike riding. It can be going off and being in someone's home and just spending some time with a local. So I really find that once you know your client and know what they really want, you work towards their budget. But all I say is just give them one experience. It's the only thing I say to my client, look, if you can't afford that full on tailor-made package, take what you can and just do one experience because you'll remember that and you'll immerse yourself in that destination, which I think is all you want to do is, is walk away and think that you've at least experienced something of the destination. Yeah. And it's really cool having you. You're actually kind of like our first travel industry professional like actually working officially in the travel industry uh we've had people on who've dabbled or who've um you know blog like myself or who kind of have something on the side but to have someone who's actually in the industry 
is um, fantastic. And so you said, obviously, this year has been a bit different. So you live in Melbourne and you're in lockdown. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, what's what's the year been like for you? Look, the, 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 the year's been very challenging and I think, you know, for us um, and to see our clients, like we've done so much to try and entertain them with travel from home and doing things like that, that I think now they're just bursting at the seams to get out. So we've seen all the book, like Lucky Queensland and South Australia have all been able to travel and we've sort of put that to the back end. So I think now that we've had positive news, everyone is just dying to make bookings. So we've found over the last um, probably uh, 10 days that we've got these Victorians just wanting to get out. But unfortunately, the Queenslanders and the <laughs> Tasmania, they've all booked. They've booked everything. So it's going to be challenging for everyone to try and find something for our clients. I know there is so much out there, but we're all based on a seasonal um, mm. product and we've only got one product to sell and make sure that we get into those seasons. So, yeah, so, look, at the moment we're just trying to find whatever we can um, and make our clients have a little bit of a break because I think that's all they want at the moment. They just want to feel like they're not in their homes. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere <laughs> but here is exactly. my motto for, for this year. <laughs> but exactly. I, just, I have totally admired your attitude throughout. We've talked quite a few times this year since we met and, you know, for one of the industries that, you know, there's many industries that have been impacted but I think we can all agree travel was probably the most obvious and one of the hardest hit. Um, your attitude and your approach and your calm and cool, you know, it's been lovely mm. to see and the optimism that it will because, you know, as soon as say, if I ever travel again, I'm like, you will travel again and that's, exactly. you know, we, that's where, you know, with this podcast, like, you know, it's like it seems ridiculous to launch a travel podcast during a, a pandemic when you can't travel. But it's been so lovely to look back on those memories and to talk about travel as it was and to be mm. hopeful of, you know, and get ideas for what might be. Exactly. Look, uh, honestly, there's no, yes, we've been decimated and we all know that, but no one wants to ring a travel advisor and they'd be miserable. You're ringing me for a dream. You ring, you want something and you're dreaming that this is going to be a reality. So I think you have to stay positive. And we all know the planes are going to go again. We all know we're going to see that loved one somewhere or we're going to sit on a beach or just get outdoors. So I just never, ever imagined it would probably go this long being honest, we never thought when we first heard this in January, February, oh, you know, we'll be back in September, you know, and now it's November. So I suppose, you know, in that sense, we're just keeping on going, but it's made me appreciate what I do and actually miss helping people because that's what we really do. We we get so much inspiration about um, hearing people when they come back or just the happiness of what they're doing. So, yeah, I just I just find being negative is not something people want to hear and you've just got to get that mindset right and that's all I've tried to do. And I must say that having the group of you girls has really helped me have that positive positive mindset. Because you're all so bubbly and happy and your businesses are all thriving. So, of course, why wouldn't you be happy? I love it. I'm glad to hear that. And so yeah. 
Uh, we did, we've established you from Melbourne. But where were you from originally? Um, I was from the country. Um, I'm a country girl. I'm from Bendigo, and I suppose people who know uh, Victoria probably think that's not the country. But back when I was born, it it was the country. So yeah. you know, uh, I did a lot of outdoor things. Like we fished, we yabbied, we did everything really. And I married a country boy as well. So you know, I think in saying that, that's why I love the outdoors. And we ski, and you know, everything to do about keeping the family together and even when we went um we lived in the like we live in the city and the kids had their friends over my husband would take the motorbike riding and go off to a farm and they were just like oh my god this is just the best thing ever you know it's like I think that um really makes who you are being able to experience things not just the city as such absolutely and it is a different lifestyle and even it yeah. doesn't have to go far but it feels it feels different and in, and country Victoria is, is beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. Um, really lovely. And, yeah, but Bendigo still has that charm because it's a big part of the gold rush. So it's quite exactly. a lovely, you know, oldie-worldie type feeling. So it's still a nice, in, you know, does still have that country vibe even though they've upgraded as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My husband's from Mildura, so we probably go back to Mildura a bit more. So that's, I would say, more of the um, country life as such. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I really um, I really think that having that fresh air and getting outdoors is really makes you want it. And I get to pack my bag. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like it's going away for a couple of days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's bliss. And so I'm going to ask a traveller the worst question I can. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> already dreading it. I, just, I probably need to remove this question because everyone's like, I hate this. Exactly. But what is your favourite country and why? Okay. I had to think long and hard about this one because people ask me this all the time. And I'd probably say, I'd probably say Africa because I've had the most memorable moments with my kids. Um, and it was so raw to me seeing some of these some of these things. Uh, it was a good experience for my family to see that as well. And of course, it's outdoors. So to me, that is something that we love doing. Um, and I suppose enough, if I could have one more, uh, it would be like in the Scandinavia region, like having that because it's just magical. It seriously to see that area is magical. So they're probably my favourite destinations. But there's yeah. plenty more that I haven't been to. So you know that could change. And so in Africa, we use sort of more like South Africa or East Africa kind of like. So we did East, yeah, yeah. So we did East. We did Kenya and Tanzania, yeah. um, which which to me is probably the more of the highlight. We wanted to be out. Um, in areas that we were just intense. So that's all I ever care for. Seeing the stars at night is probably one of the most um, relaxing and amazing things ever. Being a country girl, when I live in the yeah. city, we don't see it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I guess in Scandinavia, if you were there in winter, then you would see the northern lights potentially. Yes, we did. We were fortunate enough and it they were beautiful. Like we were on a horse-drawn cart oh. and out in the middle of the arc. It was just, yeah, 
yeah, breathtaking. I'll have to get you to plan a trip in my bucket list now. My friends did it a few years ago. A couple of friends have done it. It's those um, igloos, the, the yeah. clear igloos. So you sleep in a, a clear tent and then you've got the lights above. And I just, I was very, yeah, that was, um, I don't get much envy, but seeing that I was yeah. like, oh, I yeah. want to do it. <laughs> exactly. And it is, I can tell you, they set your beds up. And I mean, I have done that and it is, it is just fabulous. So yes, you can put that on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be like, real, I'm just gonna have like real off this thing to Rochelle, but like, just make me my dream trip. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, again, another not very popular question, and it doesn't have to be. I always preface this with it's not because it's a bad place. It's not because it's you know, it's just because of the experience possibly you had. So your least yeah. favorite country you visited. Okay. Um, now I'm, I will explain myself. Probably Bali is probably my least, um, but I think in saying that it's because I didn't immerse myself in the culture. Mm-hmm. We went there for that, you know, sun, flop drop, and I probably didn't get what I really wanted to get out of it as that, because of all the markets and all the push and all of that. And it's a bit like China. I think you've got to really go deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to experience that. So uh, I hate to say that it wasn't my favourite, but I think it was my own fault for not taking one of those experiences and actually, you know, seeing what really was behind the scenes there because so many people have remarkable experiences there. Oh, it can be extremely spiritual, um, mm. you know. Mm, exactly. Diverse. I mean, Indonesia, greater Indonesia, you know, I mean, it's got some of the most, like, thousands of islands ridiculous Mm. Um, and so yeah but but you know the other thing I'd say for Bali is um and I've been fortunate both times to connect with locals and to have somebody local who just took me like a side step so you've got the really famous beach and then they took me to the beach next door Um, and just that little bit of difference and and hearing about the language and stuff like that because it's one of those places a bit like Hawaii where you could easily end up just in the tourist zone and, you know, you go there for that, you go there for mm. a relaxing holiday, but if you're people like us who do like that immersion, then when you then you feel like, oh, I missed out and you're like, oh, you know, I wanted the resort thing, but wait, now, yeah. now I need something more. So being able to find a way to do that, and we, I did that actually in Fiji. We had the resort thing. It was good for a few days, but we luckily met one of the restaurant ladies and she said, do you want to come and visit my village? And that meant I got my cultural fix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that's important. I think we all forget about that. And, you know, if someone's probably listening to this saying, well, why wouldn't you have done that? And it's just like, well, you know, we all sort of get uh, swept up in the moment that, yeah, we're just going to go to Bali, have a good time and do that. And But then I think sometimes you walk away wanting a little bit more, as you say, you just wish that you would have probably spent one more day just doing that outside of the, you know, Seminyak area. <laughs> yeah. And there's ways to do it and it's just it's a little bit of digging, but like, you know, um or not even a little bit of digging, it's just connecting with a, you know, finding a, a more cultural uh experience. And some of them to some of them to be fair are sold as a cultural experience and you go and they're very um I don't know. Uh, surface level so you do have yeah. to do a little bit of going through the right people but 
you got to learn those lessons sometimes too and remember what you love. So yeah, totally. Thank you. That's, I know that's a hard one. Exactly. (laughs) Now you said you've been in travel for 30 years. So Mm, Well, it was really funny. I actually um, was a qualified uh, legal secretary, so I could do shorthand and I could type 90 words per minute, all of this sort of stuff, and I absolutely hated it. Um, I'd been in the job for two months and uh, I saw an ad that said uh, that they wanted a go-to girl back then, you know, that's how it was, Um, and that could type and type accurately and do itineraries and love to travel. And I thought, oh, my God, this is just the dream job. So I went thinking I'm going to get it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I just, you know, hand down, I had the job that day. I had a licence and I could drop itineraries, you know, like documents to people and I've never looked back. Yeah, it's great. I love it. That's so cool. Meant to be. Exactly, Yeah. And so, you know, you mentioned before, like when you were talking about yourself, you said travel advisor. And now I have the term here, travel agent, which is probably the more common name. But can you explain to me, because I think some people, especially as you mentioned, in the day of Google and Skyscanner and uh, Bookings.com and all of that, what is the role of a travel agent or a travel advisor these days? Okay. So I suppose we look at that we're a travel advisor because we're like a tax agent, tax advisor, where you go there to get information. Um, So we sort of put ourselves as an architect. They've been qualified. They've actually know their stuff and we just don't work on commission-based like some of these big corporations. We actually do it because we want to and it's our passion. So the advisor term is more that we advise you of different options that you can do. And uh, really for us, we create these itineraries that put everything together, more like a quintessential concierge as such. So if you want a restaurant booked, um, I've had people that I've had to book uh, hairdressing appointments, you know, all these sort of things, we do the whole lot. So you more or less just pick your bag up and go. Um, Nothing's too hard for us. And I suppose that's what we really do for you from A to B and to coming out, it is just everything's done. And I think that's the difference between a travel agent and a travel advisor is that we do your whole package. And, you know, that that I think then gives you the experience that yeah. you think that you want really. And absolutely. I mean, look, um, I think we've all these days tried to plan a trip for ourselves and the you know it's lovely having access to information but it's also a minefield exactly so much time going back and forth um trying to find things when instead you know you can start the holiday early and the starting holiday early is going I want to go to Scandinavia Mm. um, I want to do xyz and I have two weeks yeah yeah and then, you know, you guys can take over and recommend things. And, you know, I think sometimes when you're doing it yourself, you can get a bit of FOMO and a bit of like um, choice. What's that thing? It's um, like this is the too much choice thing. So you, yeah. we're, looking at we're looking at 500 hotels. I don't know what's good, bad, indifferent, whereas you know and I don't know what I'm 
what I don't know. I don't know what I'm yeah. missing out on. Whereas yeah. when you're doing it yourself, you go, oh, should I have booked this? Should I have booked that? Should I, you know, yeah. that's, that's fifty dollars more. That's hundred dollars more. And oh, but that one has breakfast and that one doesn't. And it's, well, it's, I think I think the thing, yeah, yeah. I think our major thing is that so many people are time poor now. Most families both people work so it's like do they want to come home and go through hours and hours of research of doing this and I think that's one of the biggest reasons a lot of people use this they also use this for the benefits because we're part of so many groups that give free upgrades free Mm -hmm. breakfast you know all these amenities that free nights that you're searching on that web thinking is that good is that bad and it's like well how do you really know? Yeah. It's a proposal from me. They'll get four options of a hotel. Everything it includes and a map of where everything is. So I've more or less done all your research in one go. You know, you know, you're not going, oh, where is it? Where's it located? You know, so it's all these sort of things that I'm trying to save you time. Oh, we've all done that horror one, haven't we? You booked a hotel, you go, it looks bad, blah, 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 and then found out it's on the bloody outskirts of town, 100 kilometres from the airport, and you've had to spend, you know, $100, $200 on a taxi just to get there. Or I've done the old book book, book the wrong airport. You know, I didn't book the major airport. I was uh, the <laughs> other airport and then had to, you know, get there. Yeah. And, then, you know, all the money you saved on that flight, you've now spent on the train and the bus and the the hours of stress getting there. So having somebody who knows where things are in relation, having that those things are included, and like you said, getting an upgrade, getting there yeah. and going, oh, I think I'm going to get this, and then turning up and they say, well, actually, we've put you in the Ocean View room or we've, um, yeah. we've included this dinner for you or have a glass of champagne and that just, oh, what a treat. Have it on us. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, uh, Look, it's it's a horrible thing to say, but you know everyone does it. We go through the Expedia, the Booking dot com, and it's mass produced. So they're going to get the worst room in the hotel because it's like there's not much revenue spent there. So when you're getting these things that have come in and built relationships with them, and you say, "Hey, I've got this great person coming in. It's a really special moment for them. Can you make sure you look after them? If there's something there you can give them, can you give it to them?" And you've actually had that communication um, that's not just online and it's booked and you turn up. So, you know, I think that's one of the biggest assets that you, you can know that you're going to actually get something a little bit better. And if something does go wrong, God help you, you know, if you've booked a, your first thing, your husband or your partner or whoever it is is travelling with you, they're going to just give you daggers. Like, yes. seriously? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously, you did this. You know, yeah. well, why didn't you do this? And you're the one. I mean, the and first thing I want feeling, yeah. you know, and I had I actually just made me remember I did one in Mexico, and it's the algorithms get you too. So I've gone through. I was doing an all inclusive. As I said, there's hundreds of them. I found one for a good price. It's got things I like. Da di da. It's one night. We're gonna splurge. Uh, and I wanted to give my husband that experience. I've had it before, so I said, "Come on, we'll just do this one." thing we turn up and it is just a shit fight it is <laughs> like you know it's Cancun it's the start of it's sort of the pre-spring break which I you know timings I didn't realize so obviously someone like you would have told me that you um, were there in March uh, yep I was just breaking <laughs> my life choices and I'm standing at this counter and going what have I done this 
18, 19 year olds next to me. There's kids running around screaming. And I said, you know, get to the counter. Very fortunately, we were very, 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 very lucky. They happened to over uh, overbooked, so they put us to their sister resort, which happened to be a five star diamond. Blah blah blah. Turned good story, but uh, I said to her, like, why is this so busy? Like, why is this so popular? Is this like just because of spring break, or is it always? And she said, it's a very popular one with the travel agents. So these group package tour things, it's one of those popular ones. So no wonder I saw it in the algorithm; it's pulled it up for me. Um, and a lot of people are getting this great deal and booking to the point where they're overbooking and it's like, you know, and I don't know from the photos and all that stuff, you don't know how busy it's going to be. And so I just said, yeah, is this just normal? And they said, yes, this is like kind of a preferred choice. And so despite the fact there's a hundred hotels along that row, they're all sending them there first. And mm. so Expedia or blah, blah also sent me there first and had I talked to someone like you would have gone actually that's a really popular one and all the spring break and all the kids go there so why don't we send you a couple doors down yeah. where they don't yeah. go um so anyway it worked out to be a good story but I might yeah my it came out good in the end and I just was like what have I done and wasted money and it's a, it's an awful feeling um so yes uh, lesson learned. <laughs> lesson learned. We hear lots of those and we hear lots of, you know, people being stranded that have made mistakes and they then call a friend and they say, just reach out to them, see what they can do. You know, you hear really sad stories about things like this, but yours was a good one. So, you know, being upgraded and walked is, is a good thing. <laughs> yes, it was very, very lucky. Um, I will play a little bit on my Spanish too. So um, if you speak the language, that's uh, true. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I charmed the lady. She was like, oh, thank God I can talk yeah. in my language. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I mean, what happens when things go wrong for people? I obviously had to, I sorted that out myself. What happens when? Oh uh, well, we you know I mean this is the most challenging thing because we've had all sorts of things happen. You know, like when the volcano in Bali, we had uh, people there that we had to get out that hadn't even booked through us, but we would help. You know, uh, of course you're going to help these people, and you're going to do things. Our, la- our, our probably the last one that to everyone's mind that they can relate to is uh, obviously the pandemic and when the borders were shut you had how many days to get back in and we had one girl in our office and she was up till probably two three in the morning trying to get these clients home from South America Mm. so you know there are so many people stranded over there at the moment and she got the last couple of seats and got them home the last flight back into Australia and I suppose if they didn't have that they wouldn't have got on that flight because who do you call? What do you do? Trying to speak the language. Um, you, you know, if you're on an online system, you just can't find the help. So they're disastrous stories and you just want to get, you really want to get them home. I've also had people, as you could probably relate to this, saw that it was 12.05 and didn't realise it was midnight, like oh, five yes. minutes past midnight and missed their flight. So, <laughs> you know, there's, exactly, there's so many of those and it's please like help or they haven't checked their passport that they've got six months on it. Yeah. And so all these countries now, like everyone just has to realise that their passport's only valid for nine years and six months. That's it. Don't think it's valid for 10 years because it's, it's just not. So, yeah, there's so many stories. But the good thing is if 
you usually can fix all of them. Um, whether it costs, you know, I can't say that it's, it hasn't cost on some things, but to know that you can actually pick the phone up and say help. And usually we would say just go off for the day, go and enjoy it. By the time you get back, we'll have it sorted. So you're not even taking that time out of your holiday as well. So we're doing it for you. So I think that's also something to remember having someone to have on the other end. I know it's a big spiel. I'm trying to say blah, 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 but it's just important because time is precious. No, absolutely. And look, I've booked my flights through. Um, I have a, I, I had a travel agent I booked through and just those times that, you know, and you can still go and have a little bit of research yourself. Like yeah. by all means, you don't have to completely be clueless, but like he has access to the system. And if something mm. changes, he would tell me beforehand mm. or go, hey, yeah, okay, I know you want to spend less, but you're also going to spend an extra 10 hours in an airport. Do you really want to do that? I wouldn't have picked that up myself, you know. So having him and, and just, yeah, things have changed sometimes mid-trip and he's going to say, hey, just just a reminder, this is, this has happened. So and, and sending me a lovely note going, have you booked your travel insurance? Is your yeah. passport valid? Have you got your Esther for America? No, I haven't. Thank you for reminding me. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shut up, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> but as we all do. Yeah. Of, of, of that, and I said to you, uh, done a package tour in India, well, not packaged, a customised itinerary in India and just getting a little call or a little text going, hi, Emma, just letting you know the flight's changed for tomorrow. We've already talked to the driver. They'll take you at that time. Oh, yeah. cool. Just, just, they'll just tell and, me to be ready. And, you know, how special do you feel? Oh. oh just, you know, it's like, oh, wow, you know, gee, can you imagine this? So I, I think that everyone feels important and I think that's a good thing. You just feel like you're well looked after. And cared for and in a place yeah. like, like somewhere like India or, you know, I keep saying, you know, or, you know, some of the countries in Africa like you is so fun. Mm. And the systems, the way they do things is very different to us. And so to have somebody on your side that you can message and has a partner there. So, you you know, you're getting yeah. the local experience and you're getting the local operators, but you know that they're partnered with the company that you've mm-hmm. walked through and that they're all going to communicate and take care of you. It's, it's a very comfortable yeah, yeah. feeling. I think so. You know, and I think that's going to, as the future evolves of what we want I think people are going to want more more of that look I'm not saying that's going to be forever but I think for the next few years people want well and I think people a lot of people got that during COVID you know having booked things for themselves even you know my aunt was meant to come out to Australia I think she booked on like a podo or something trying to get her flight sorted or refunded or whatever I mean it's basically like sorry too too bad so sad you know um trying to and trying to arrange sometimes you know doing multiple countries or whatever you could be doing 10 15 bookings you're trying to fix whereas that one person could help you so I think people learned this year travel insurance was a big yeah. one yeah I yeah I understand some travel insurers weren't as good to people as others but um no. travel insurance um you know getting support you know having somebody to to reach out to if something does go yeah on, right? And knowing what's available now, like, 
know. yeah and it's and it's just knowing like you there were so many options you know options out there when this all first happened the airline said no you could only get a credit no you couldn't get your money back and it was actually giving all the options to clients and now even to this point Qantas are refunding in different manners but we're doing all that work for them so we're finding it all out. We were holding online for insurance companies for hours. Like I was doing my claims for my clients that they never even had to worry about it. So they just said, here it is, and Rachel, just fix it and come back. And, yes, yeah, sure, you, some people did lose money. Um, but as I've told you in the past, I've not had one person complain because everything we've done for them is we've been there for them. They've been able to talk to us. Everyone is reachable um, and, and we've given them options and said this is what they've offered and this is what we're offering, you know, just come back to us. And we've never held, you know, wherever we could give back money, everything was given back. And I think that's the important thing. You've got to have trust and moving forward for everyone, you'll remember the ones that you didn't have that trust with and those online or the agents that didn't do that, you know, they're unfortunate. But that can be in any industry, any yeah. industry out there. You know, there's always going to be some rogues. Um, so, look, I, I, we're blessed that we haven't had one um, one complaint. So, you know, and I've been on the phone since day one and it, it, it's a great feeling. Everyone has been so appreciative of just having someone to help them. Uh, that's so lovely to hear and you know I was going to ask you so how are you sort of supporting travelers now like you know we talked about it a little bit at the start but like what are people what are people doing when they haven't been able to travel and, and what's the next steps for them I guess well I suppose as I said we've been doing the marketing of sending out no selling whatsoever it is really just like messaging of moving around and seeing different destinations and experiences in Australia, like going to Ningaloo and seeing that. And it's not necessarily booking the car. We're just showing them what's out there. We've given them the travel from home of different uh, wellness, uh, like yoga, free yoga, free cooking, all these sort of things in those um EDM, well, we call them EDM, so website, you know, like marketing material that we send out to them, they're getting all that. I sent postcards to my clients just to say, you know, remember this old-fashioned way? And I can't tell you the response we got. We got, I got people that uh, um, actually rang me and said, wow, we've been thinking of you. So, and, and, of course, we're thinking of them because they're so wanting to get away as well so I think that's really hard um, for what other messaging we're getting out there because you don't want to put the hard sell on someone when they can't when they can't go away all we want to do is show them what is out there and what's in our beautiful country and then give them little snippets of what will be in the future I love that. It's beautiful. I mean, oh god, I love postcards. I still, I still, I like buy them, but I don't send them. I just sometimes they're so beautiful. It's such yeah, a yeah. Have. So that what a wonderful thing to receive. Yeah, and it was just like um, it was a messaging of uh, uh, we're in uh, what look what's in your own backyard, and it was just three pictures of um, iconic things in Australia. So it was really, it was really nice and touching, I think. So just to get an old fashioned postcard and we designed it, I thought that was good. 
Yeah. And you're practicing what you preach and you've got a few trips booked uh, or planned in, in Australia in the next six months to a year. Yes. Yeah. I told you I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm doing Gwingana and seriously um, doing what I do. We work 24-7 uh, and I'm doing a little program that is to switch off, <laughs> funnily <laughs> enough, and that's not to be on social media, not to pick up your phone and sort of just get that wellness back in my life, which is really what I've learned from business chicks doing those webinars of uh, trying to have a better control of where your life's going and I've loved all that part of it. So, of course, I booked eight nights to Gwingana and really looking mm. forward to that if I can get into Queensland in January. So, and my other is a really big uh, thing that's been on my wish list, which I told you I'm going to Uluru. So spending four nights up there and I think that will just be amazing. I've never been there, so I think this will just be um, so beautiful and to see the stars will be so much what I want. It just, I don't know, it's seeing stars to me is uh, the highlight of a holiday. Oh, look, Sad, I know. There, plenty, plenty of a whole lot of nothing. Um, yeah. uh, beautiful nothing. <laughs> yeah. Lovely things to see around Uluru and Northern Territory, but mm. but that openness and that that yeah, that really Australia feel of the landscape and and just seeing colours and and things that you've never seen and being it's and it's extremely spiritual there as well because of you yeah know, you know that's the heart of the indigenous land and. What a wonderful thing for us to connect mm. with this year. And I think it's really important. I think it's really important that we give back. We give back in some way to our communities that we're in. And that's something that I really wanted to do. And and sort of I think if you're going to be passionate about what you do and I'm selling Australia, I also want to experience big stuff that I've never experienced before because I've been too busy traveling around the world so I think it's nice that we're all giving back in some way and I think whether it's just down the road two hours in the car doesn't matter as long as we give to these communities that have been hit is important. I love it and this is a tough question again but if you Mm. could give one travel tip what would it be? Uh Um, my biggest travel tip would be, and this is spoiling yourself, it would be when you first arrive somewhere, be kind to yourself, go get yourself a massage, go just, yeah, just relax. And that way, if you've done that, you can get through the rest of the day, stay on the time zone and don't go to bed till it's just after dinner. Even if it's six o'clock, who cares, but try and stay with that time zone. And then the next day, get out there and explore. But just be kind to yourself when you first arrive, spoil yourself, and then you will feel so relaxed and ready to go the next day. I love that one. I'm going to take put that one in my pocket. <laughs> well, definitely, yes, I'm very naughty. I'm, I hit the ground running usually. So um, yep. this year has taught us to slow down. Any year, get to a yeah, slow down and just yeah get into the zone of the place and my travel tip would be call Rochelle (laughs) 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 but uh, no honestly I I so value your experience you'll be you'll be probably my number one go-to gal for the future um and I just thoroughly enjoy our conversations and 
I just cannot give you enough credit for the way you've handled yourself and your team um, this year and, and your clients are blessed to have you. Yeah. No, thank you. As I said to you, you're my biggest motivation. I get those little messages, what have I done this week? And I start feeling guilty. Well, I better put something down. So, yeah, no, so thank you. You've really pushed me a long way. It's been great um, building our friendship and look forward to seeing you in February. Yes, we're going to see each other in real life. Yeah. Real thing. And you know what? I'll, I'll probably have to do a, um, an episode around that lovely little retreat too and, and uh, connecting with those women. And another different type of travel experience for us. Exactly. Yeah, I think it'd be great. It'd be great. But thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. And um, just a reminder you can find us all over the internet. Um, lovelytravels.com that's lovely with double L or send us an email info at lovelytravels.com where else Emma? They can join us on Facebook at our Facebook page named Lovely Travels or you can join our awesome community of travellers and people interested in all things travel that's the Lovely Travels community and then you can also check us out on Instagram at at Lovely Travels. So always with a double L, L O V E, double L Y, travels. That's right. Just uh, we'd really look forward to you dropping by, having a look, leaving a like, subscribing, uh, telling your friends, um, getting your mum to listen. Call your mum. You haven't called her in a while. She'll be really happy. That's it. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye.